in Judges 6 chapter verses 23 to 24. But I want to deal with the topic today of Jehovah is peace. Yahweh is peace. And I wanted to make it personal. If you can look, go ahead and look to your neighbor and get ready to talk to him with that good old attitude you have when something belongs to you and say, he is my peace. Some of y'all act like y'all don't have no attitude. I know y'all could do better than that. Go and look at somebody like you sure enough know without a shadow of a doubt what belongs to you. And look at and let them know he is my peace. That's right. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because little kids get, get defensive over a Lego toy and say, it's mine. So go ahead. Go ahead and tell your neighbor, it's mine. That's right. So enough, let them know. Don't put this me as my peace. Hallelujah. I just want to read this verse. I'm going to give us a little background dealing with this text, but I want to look in the overall topic of how God is our peace. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, say hold on. I'll hold it on. As we are turning to Judges 6 chapter verses 23 to 24, we're in the 6th chapter of Judges. So I just want to highlight that there's many chapters beforehand, the same thing happened. (laughs) They love God. They turn away from God. God punishes them. The punishment becomes too much for them to bear. They cry back out to God. God shows mercy on them and God redeems them. Is that anybody else's story here? That you get to the next chapter, it kind of reminds you of your previous part of your life. Thought you had it right the first time. In the New Living Translation, it simply says, starting at verse 23, it is all right. The Lord replied, do not be afraid. You will not die. And Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and named it Yahweh Shalom which means the Lord is peace. The altar remains in Ophrah in the land of clan of the Abizar to this day. Another translation says God told him, peace, you will not die. And he named that place peace. God told him, peace to you, do not fear. You shall not die. And then he named that place and built an altar there. Jehovah is peace. First, I want to highlight to us that God's peace comes to us when we are in his presence. God will give you peace when you turn to him as God. In this text, we see this man named Gideon. This man named Gideon is in fear and trembling because he saw the angel of the Lord. And in seeing the angel of the Lord, it shocked him. It scared him. He was terrified that he knew he should die. God tells to Moses in Exodus that you cannot stand before me and live. Uh, This angel is very interesting. This angel had a staff in his hand. Some of y'all might catch on to in a moment. He made a meal for this angel, and the angel touched it with his staff, and it consumed, and he disappeared. Before I go with dealing with the angel of the Lord disappearing, I want to first touch with the staff. The Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) 
thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Come on, somebody. This man says this was the angel of the Lord. We've talked in how we looked in Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> it was common time for the men to walk around with a staff, with a stick. But yet this was the angel of the Lord. Some, some, some suggest that the angel of the Lord might be who Christ came as before his incarnation. And if that is true, then we saw the shepherd showing up. <laughs> and look how the shepherd came in peace. When his birth was announced to the shepherd, it says peace on earth. To who? To who are loved by the Lord, not just to anybody. Somebody might have missed that. I challenge go back and read it again. It's not, not to everybody. It's just to those who belong to him, there was peace. Somebody asked us and caught that yet. I'll say it again. Those who be- belong to him have peace because there's only peace in his presence. Looking at the angel being consumed and disappearing, Gideon realized that this was no ordinary thing. First, I want to suggest that when we see extraordinary things happen, it'd be, it be first and good for us to recognize that it must have been God. I didn't get everybody like I should have. Too many times in our lives we see something good happen, we go look to thank somebody else. I, I love Mother Green, and Mother Green might give me a $10 in my hand. I can thank Mother Green, but I showed up and said, Lord, thank you. Because he showed up, did provide. But I know how we are. We're going to make a big deal about somebody giving you something. You want to thank them, but don't realize that God is using them to bless you. You see, see, too many times in our lives, we think we are in control. And that's why problems come. Because beginning of the chapter, it said that they were far away from God. Now, the problem is that it took seven years for them to catch up how worse it could get. We talked about beforehand how bad does it have to get for you to cry out. You see, the problem is when we're living in sin, sin gets so good to us, we think we have control of sin. And the truth of the matter, the lie of it all is that sin has control over you. And since sin has control over you, it has deceived you in such a way that you continue living in this habitual lifestyle, having the same results over and over again. Now, I know you don't call yourself crazy, but if you look it up in the dictionary, you're acting insane. Because insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. I haven't heard everybody yet. Come on, let me come on, let me come on. I'm going to use this pew as a door. Use your imagination with me. This is the door. This pew right here is the window. I'm asking somebody to open up the door. They say knock on the door, but I'm knocking on, I'm knocking on the door, doing insanity stuff, doing crazy stuff. Think it's going to make sense. That's what we do. As plain as that. You do one thing thinking you're making sense, but you're making no sense. And then you wonder why people think you're out of your mind. Because you are out of your mind. Look what's happening here. These are God's chosen people, and they have turned away from him. So God turned them over to the Midianites. And, and look, when it got too hard for them, then they cried out. When it got too hard. That's why Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because he knows that you often won't come to him until it gets too heavy. 
said, when you get tired, I'll, br- I'll give you rest for your soul. Can somebody say peace? You see, peace means that there's tranquility. That means there's calmness. That means that there's, there's no more war. Another instance of peace that means peace means that we're in oneness and unity with God. Say we're going to be all over our Bible. We look at Ephesians 2nd chapter, verses 14 on to the 17th verse. Jesus says that he is our peace. And since he is our peace, he brought both the far and the near together so that we can both be one in him. Which is showing us out what peace does. Peace takes opposites and brings them together. We are in opposition to God. And we deserve his wrath, but God comes in peace. Let's think about that, how people come in peace. We see all those movies that come out with these aliens, these people from the other world, and they ask them these questions, do you come in peace? Because if you come with the thunder, we're going to come with ours too. But it's, it's so funny how, how always in the movies, the human race is always the inferior race. And the one who comes has the power to destroy Let's look at this over-biblical theme. We are still inferior, and the one who comes comes to destroy. I didn't get everybody. Let me, let me, let me speak clear to you. Uh, Jesus is coming back again. And when he comes back again, he's going to destroy the heavens and the earth. And he's going to make a new earth. You see that theme in the movie. They talk about somebody coming from outer space. He's going to come in a cloud, and they talk about how the earth's going to be destroyed on such a day. Yes, it shall be. And he will not leave us desolate, but yet he will. In the twinkling of an eye, come on, somebody. Those who know him will be at peace. Tell somebody peace. So what's this big deal about peace? Well, let's look here. Just as for the Israelites, so it is for us, that a life of sin can easily overtake us. And when a life of sin has easily overtaken us, we have come truly far away from him. And when we come far away from him, no longer do we walk around pride, but we hide. Look, they are hiding in the mountains, in the cliffs, scared to do anything else. When guilt and sin and shame uh, overwhelms us, we start crowding and hiding. Come on, somebody. You have been so ashamed of yourself, it's hard for you to get out the bed in the morning. You've been so ashamed of yourself, it's hard for you to go to your job. You've been so ashamed of yourself, it's hard for you to go back home to see the ones who love you most. Because the shame, the guilt has broken you and fears you that you know you deserve punishment and you're fearful that they're going to give it to you. But look, when God shows up, he says, peace. <laughs> Do not fear. Here, what I'm trying to encourage you here is that no matter what you have gone through, no matter what you have done, my God desires for you to come to him, and he has a good word for you. That word is peace. He wants you to be able to dwell in his presence so much so he made a perfect provision in Jesus. So look here again. Peace equals the presence of God. Because look. At verse 1, it says the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Come on, somebody. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. You can look at that word, the number of seven, and you see that's a number of completion. 
He gave them complete wrath for their disobedience. What I want to encourage you that God will not be mocked. You reap what you sow. You think you've been getting away for all this long. All this long, you might be counting down to your seventh year. When it gets too rough, and then you're going to cry out for peace. Because you see how he gave them over to their sinful desires, and he put their enemy over. The sin is our enemy, and he desires to be our masters. Look what the enemy does. The enemy destroys everything that they have. Anything they grow, they take. Anything they have, that becomes theirs. That's what the enemy desires, to seek and to destroy. He does not care about your well-being. He desires to destroy you, to maim you, to kill you. He does not want you to have peace. What does peace bring? Peace brings smiles on faces. Peace brings joy in places. Peace brings calmness in places. Some of us go to our job looking for peace, and peace not there. Some of us come home to our house, and peace is not there. And the enemy sin back, I'm having my way. Because the enemy wants to have discord. He wants to have, un, he wants to have everything out of order while God wants things in peace and done in order. But the enemy says, I want to have war. I want to have strife. I want to have division. But God said, I want to have unity. I want to have peace. And my peace comes out of my grace and you will have joy. Not like the world gives, but as I give. Can somebody say peace? So let's look at this. Look at this. Look, look, look at what's happening in this text. How life is surrounding them is full of pressure and stress and turmoil. And they're looking for some relief, some reprieve, some peace. The benefit that many of us have on a job is that you have an opportunity to get a vacation. And they'll pay you for that. But if you take a vacation with no pay, there's no peace in that. Because you're thinking about how I'm going to pay my bills. So therefore, I can't leave this job. I have to stay on this job. And this job is stressing me out. No peace. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. That, that, That's what he gets into. You look and say, how can I get a break? I need some R&R. I need some rest and some relaxing. I need to sit down for a moment, kick up my feet, and just close my eyes and say, Lord, give me some peace. Peace comes in the presence of God. James tells us, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh unto you. When Jesus met his disciples in his resurrected body, he said, peace unto you. Somebody didn't catch that. I'm going to say that again. In his resurrected body, when he saw me, he said, peace unto you. Because I realize our Lord is here again. <laughs> How's he coming? He says, I'm coming in peace. Peace I give you. Can, can, can somebody understand that he's my peace? And so if he's my peace, then look what Jesus tells him in his resurrected body. He says, lo, I'm in with you always until the ends of the earth. So how long will peace be with me? Always peace will be with me. 
until the end of the earth. Oh, come on here, Bible. All right, disciples. Jesus tells them straightway, get onto the boat and go on to the other side. Come on, y'all with me here. Disciples say, all right, we're going to the other side. But Jesus, you staying behind, but you telling us to go to the other side. All right, we're going to go to the other side. Now, Jesus spent some time in prayer. They're halfway across the way. And all of a sudden, Jesus starts walking on water. Our Bible tells us here that he sees the storm before him and see them going through the storm. Bible says that he was intending to walk by them, but yet they saw him and they were afraid. Oh, y'all missed that. They were afraid, but he calls out to them to bring them peace. And then now they realize who he is. They're like, hey, who is that to call out? Peter. Come on, Peter. Hey, hey, that's you, Lord. Bid me to come out. Come. Shown up. Peter got out the boat. The other ones are talking about, you out of your mind. That look like a ghost. That's not him. Peter walking to him, keeping his eyes on him. His eyes fell down. He fell down. Jesus saved me. Got him. And when they got on the boat, the storm ceased and they were on the other side. A little time out for a moment real quick. How many seen Char- Willie Wonka in the Charlotte factory? Remember they got on that boat? And then the blink of an eye, they was on the other side. That's how I see that. Just, just like, as soon as he got on the boat, boom, they was on the other side. Safe. No storms, no problems. Back in. Peter gets on the boat. They're back on the other side. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. Jesus told them go to the other side. They were already going to make it to the other side. And through the storm and through the turmoil, Peter still had peace knowing that Jesus was with him. Come on, Bible. Speak to me again, Bible. They're on the boat again. Uh, This time, Jesus is asleep in the back. One text says that he had a nice pillow. I still try to figure this out with my mind and imagination. How could Jesus be asleep on a pillow and water filling up the boat? But then again... Some of y'all, might, like, just like me, might know what it feels like when you went to bed. You still don't wake up. But anyway, moving on. He was good asleep. On a pillow. Knocked out. Boat just a rocket. Waves overtaking him. These are trained fishermen who've been in this water before, who've seen storms before. But this one scared them. They had fear. Fear to the point of death. How do we know this? Well, what do they say? Jesus cares you not that we perish. Jesus got up. How I see my holy imagination shook himself. So y'all took me out my beauty rest. (laughs) Peace be still. All right, be out. Peace out. I'm gone. Who is this that the wind and the waves, the sea, Obey his command. And they made it again safe to the other side. Key gritted again. In his presence, there is peace. I still haven't got everybody. Come on. Let's go to the Old Testament. Y'all say that's New Testament. We know about Jesus. Come on. All right. Another familiar story. I'm just being familiar story, so you know that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king tells him. What God is going to save you out of, who's able to save you out of my hands. He was so mad, he made the furnace seven times hotter, burnt his own friends. 
the king's friends, and burnt them all who put him in because he made a high. They died. They put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire furnace. They died. But the Bible tells us that the, they who were bound, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, was walking around free. But then again, the king was rubbing his eyes because wasn't it three that we put in? But my Bible says, but it looks like the Son of Man is in there with them. But before we get there, this is what they told to the king. King, I want you to be clear. We don't have to defend ourselves before you. Because whether our God saves or not, we know he is able. And we will not bow down to your mess. So if you need to throw us in the furnace, do so. But we are at peace with our decision. Why were they at peace? Because they knew that God was with them. Now, I want to highlight it here. They were willing to die. But they had peace. What Jesus say? Lo, I will be with you until the ends of the earth. He will be with you even to your death. Come on, somebody. See, see, someone's so scared of dying. Hear bad reports. You're going to die. I'm sorry to break the news if you don't know now. You're going to die. Matter of fact, I'm praying that I get as strong as Paul. I'll be like, Lord, hurry up and come. <laughs> and what Paul was saying, Mary, not the Lord, come. Like, get this over with. I'd rather be with you. But while I'm here on this earth and journey, Lord, let me be obedient until I die. But yet he had peace. Now you say, you're talking about the Bible. What about me? I'm glad you said that. Let's look at your life. Look where you don't have peace. My question is, where is God? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. Look where you don't have peace. And my question to you, where is God? I always, I always neglect this side. I want to come over here. Come over here. See, I don't know, but I, 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 I can preach without looking at my nose. I can look at eyes to eyes. I won't see if y'all still looking at me. Question is, look in your life and see where there is no peace. Question is, where is God? If you know God, K-N-O-W, know God, you also know peace. But in O God, know God, there's no peace. Look. In the text of Gideon, it says that in, in, in Judges 6 chapter, look what's going on dealing with Gideon. There's no God present in their lives. There's no peace. God shows up. He tells Gideon, there is peace. Do you cast that? I want us to grab that. Look in your life. Look at your marriage. Look at your kids. Look at your, your vocation, your work, your school, your job, your hobbies, your house. And look, if, if all that's a mess, then something is wrong. If it's out of order, it's not in order. Simple as day. I, I, I'm not making this stuff up. God loves order. I'm going to try to leave you alone. I'm, I know I've been up here a long time, but let, let's just look, look, look in Genesis. And he's talking to Noah. He gave him an order of how to build a boat. 
And you look, when he talked to Moses about the tabernacle, he gave him an order how to build the tabernacle. When you look at the sacrifices he gave to the high priest, he gave them an order how to give the sacrifices. When you look at Jesus in the last summary, he gave them an order how to do so. Every so often you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You see, it's clear. He gave another order. The order was go and teach all nations. Here's what we overlook. Baptizing them. Some of y'all haven't been dipped. Need to go ahead and get on under. Because that's what he said. So I, I know you say, we done messed up, came into a Baptist church. Hey, you ain't mess up. You ain't mess up. I'm just telling you what the word says. If I, I can help you out a little bit, the Greek says baptismo is a transliteration, which means they went letter for letter and just put that word baptism there. But what it means to be immersed. And so to be clear, it says, go ye teach all nations and immerse them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we see it's clear in his instructions he gives to us for our lives. And so this is what he gives clear to us for peace. Turn to him. Cry out to him. Tell him all about your troubles. The beautiful thing is he already knows about them. The beautiful thing is he's already been seeing what you've been going through. But he's just been waiting for you to call on him. Peter fell in the water. He did not get picked up until he called for him. Oh, y'all missed that, huh? Said he fell in the water, but he called out. He got back up. Jesus was asleep in the boat. They didn't get their reprieve the peace of one today. Call on him. Oh, y'all, come on, somebody. Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego, let her know we call on the Lord, not on you, king. You're not able, but he is able to deliver us. Do you catch how God is able to bring us peace in the face of our enemies, in the financial hardships, physical illness, mental stress? He can bring us peace. I'm going to leave this alone with this mental issue. Job, come on, somebody. Anybody know the story about Job? Job not only had physical issues, had some mental issues because his wife was getting on his last nerve. He lost all his kids. He had friends that, that helped kill that last nerve his wife was on, telling him how bad he is or what he should have done. But he said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. I remember he went on and got bold and said, I know my Redeemer lives. And when I think about what Job is talking about, no matter what I am going through, I have peace because I know he is with me. And when I'm thinking about this, my soul got glad when Job said, I know my Redeemer lives. Because do you know the Redeemer? I believe the Bible has different names that we can call them, the bright and the Morning star. Oh, the mighty counselor. He is the lily in the valley. The rose of sin. But what I do also want to point out to you, the Bible also points out that he is the prince. 
So if he's the prince of peace, and I know my Redeemer lives, I don't care what you throw at me. My God is able to deliver me. I'm trying to calm myself back down. So will you let him in? Will you let him in? Will you let them in? Will you let them in? See, see, some of you already think, I already let them in. Yes, you did, but how far did you let them in? Just like those kids that be knocking on your door, you let them in halfway. What you got? I'm not interested. Click. Every kid you know, I know you come on into the foyer. What you got? I'm not interested. Click. You having one of those... Showings, right? Tupperware parties, jewelry parties, perfume parties, right? You let them in all up in your house. So you come on into the family room. I, I like what you got. Go ahead and sell this stuff. And if you really like it, what do you do? You make food for them. Come on and sit down and eat with us. Thing is this. Jesus says, you let me in halfway, but I want to go all the way. I, I not only want just to talk to you, I want to fellowship with you. I want to commune with you. Because when you let me get in your house, guess what I come with? Peace. See, some of y'all looking for peace. Y'all don't know what y'all children are doing. But I'm so glad that he knows. And since he knows, you can lay him or her in his hands and say, Lord, give me peace. I recognize that with my mom and my father, that they knew when they dropped me off from college, they prayed with me. But yet I knew what they were doing. They were turning me over into his hands, saying, God, I've done all that I can do, but I need you to give us peace. I'm so glad when we reach our limits, we find out how unlimited our God is. Because as he is limitless, he is able to go above and beyond what we can ask or think. Think about your mess that you're dealing with. My question again, where is God? Let him in and see peace. I'm going to leave you alone. I've got to get real real quick. I'm going to get real real quick. When peace comes in. Is not always convenient. When peace comes in, it's not always convenient. Because convenience is doing what you're used to, what's easy. For example, convenience is when you got the remote and you're sitting on your lazy board and you misplace the remote, you don't look for it, you ask somebody else to change the channel. Because that's convenient. What had been rough for you was to get up and look under the cushion where it did fall. But you didn't bother to do that because that's not convenient. When peace comes in, he will ask you to do the things you are able to do to get the result that you want. You wanted to change the channel. You could have got up and got the result, but you stayed there. But when God comes, you are no longer sitting. But he's asking you to get up. And obey his commands. Gideon was called by the Lord. And he gave him a command. Look at the text. Look at the text. He told him get two bulls. And destroy this altar. 
and then make a sacrifice. What he was pointing out, when peace comes in, you have to destroy what has been against him. You need to destroy what's been against him and set yourself for him. You see, see, peace is not some artificial thing that just happens overnight. I'll, I'll go to bed, I'll wake up, oh, I got peace. No, peace is an attitude of change that, God, I desire to be with you. So I'm going to remove, remove him, remove her, remove it, money, whatever it is. Remove that and say, Lord, I dedicate this to you. One way, one way, you can, I, I give myself peace. I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about anybody else. How I give myself peace, I give God more in my offering. I, I don't just give 10%. I give more because it gives me peace. Because when I just give my 10%, I still look at how can I pay the rest of my bills. But I don't think about that when I go to the movie theater. I don't think about that when I go to McDonald's, Red Lobster. I don't be thinking about how much money I save. I got money in my pocket. I'm going to spend it. And God saying, you trust what you have in your hand more than what you trust me. So when I have peace and realize that he is my provider, I give him more. Now, many of you know me. I, I am not wealthy. <laughs> so me just giving him more, does that mean I got a lot more money cometh? No, 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 no. I have more peace coming. I have peace knowing that I'm not worried about my house foreclosing. He will provide. I'm not worried about my lights being cut off. He will provide. You see what I'm getting at? He's giving me what I need. I do want a big house. I do want a nice, shiny, red Corvette. But I'm going to deal with my good old beater I got out there in the parking lot. Because it has not failed me yet. And how is that? Even when it breaks down, God says, I'll give you a rental. Woo! Amen, Jonathan. I get hurt. Somebody will pick me up from my job. Take me to my job. Amen. You see what it is when you trust God, he gives you peace that you're not worried about how to get from A to B. God, I trust you more. Look what Gideon had to do. He had to destroy the altar near his father's house. He had to stand against his father and all those who were there. So much so he did it at night so that nobody would know. But when they woke up and they saw what happened, his father realized what happened. and says, you, you contend with God. When God gives you peace and tells you what to do, all those who come against you cannot stand against you because they got to fight God. So think about what you're going. When you're obeying God, you win. You win. Because who can defeat God? Oh, y'all can talk to me. Who can defeat God? Oh, that, only on a few people know that. Right, so now that you heard the answer, come on, join in with me. Who can be God? That's as much noise y'all can make. Who can be God? Oh, that, 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 that's all right for me. But you're trying to tell God all the way up in heaven. He's trying to hear you. Who can be God? If he is, go ahead and just shout it out.
If he is, go ahead and shout it out. You know what I'm about to say. If he is, go ahead and shout out. Say, he's my peace. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 What I want to do right now, I want to pray for each and every one of us to have peace. Because peace is an attitude and a choice. It's not because I cried out, he's my peace. I have to go and be obedient and stay in this peace. Father, we come to you right now, Lord, thanking you that you are our peace. That, Lord, you come to bring us peace. That Christ provided peace. Father, we were far away from you, but you brought us near. And you did not count our sins against you. But, Lord, you have reconciled us unto yourself. And, Lord, we thank you for that. Father, Lord, we lift up every splinter in our families, in our jobs, any division, any schisms, God. Father, we, we pray right now that you help guide us. That we operate in peace. That we don't come with venom. We don't come with hatred. We don't come with animosity. But we come with peace. Because, Lord, we come with you. And with you with us, God, who can dare stand against us? Lord, even when results do not happen the way we come, we know, Lord, you will provide peace. Lord, there may be someone here who is not at peace with you, who do not know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. Father, I pray right now they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are Lord and you have graved them peace. We thank you for your salvation power. We thank you for your forgiving power. Then, Father, there's someone among us, Lord, who wants to join this fellowship, that wants to join this place and be immersed and accept Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior and join this holy communion. Father, we welcome them in this place. Lord, we pray right now, Father, someone here, that you will guard their hearts and give them a peace of mind to know it is well with their soul to join this place. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray that all God's children say amen. amen. Thank you for joining us. May the Lord God bless you real good. Please, you can contact us at www.zionbcpeoria.com. We'd be happy to hear from you. God bless you.